0: Amen. It is so beautiful to be in the house of the Lord and I never take it for granted. Amen. I never take it for granted and I even never take the opportunity to share his word for granted. So I thank God. I really give God all the glory. I thank him for the times. I thank him for the seasons. Amen. And isn't it beautiful that, you know, we look at where we are today. Yet another lockdown. Not one in one year but another and I just want to say to all of us out there those joining us and participating by YouTube and and those the very few of us here but we feel it feels like the Holy Spirit has taken over this place you know when I when Pastor Manasseh was worshiping I was so moved in my spirit and I felt like we were more than numbers it felt like a crusade I don't know who felt it but I felt that we were more than the numbers here today. But I thank God because we're an obedient church. And that is why we're adhering to the government guidelines, guidelines. Amen. But even at that, the spirit of the Lord is here. And I trust God that the spirit of the Lord is at home with everybody who is listening to this message today. And for those who would listen later, we know that God will continue to do his will. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I coincidentally, um, when pastor reached out to me not too long ago to, to minister, this is something that I have been preparing in my heart for a while. So to think that it's falling at this time, and I think it is the right time. Amen. I think it's the right time. God has been preparing this big, not because it was just one of those messages. It was because I was going through as well. Amen. And I like to share the word of God based on my knowledge of who God is, based on my experience of who God is, and based on the testimony of who people tell me God is and how they've experienced him. So when I stand this morning, I stand from one, the knowledge from the word of God, but through my own personal experience of who God is. And that even excites me more. Last week and the week before, Dick J was um was sharing a series and he was teaching. And every time he opened his mouth, I went, that's my message. That's my message. And then I went back to God and I said, well, God, listen, Dikin has kind of covered it. And and then God just reassured me that because there is someone out there who needs to hear it, hear it and hear it and hear it and hear it and take it in their spirit. God said, it is the message. It is not your message. Hallelujah. Amen. So today, you know, if you were joining us last week and the week before, you might be thinking, yeah, this is what we've... Praise God. God wants you to hear it until it is in your spirit and embedded in your thought and embedded in your practice. Praise God. This morning, um, I've titled my message, Challenged but Not Defeated. Hallelujah. I want us to say to ourselves, Challenged but not defeated. Jesus. Challenged but not defeated. There is a difference between a challenge and there's a difference between accepting defeat. Now, listen, even as we're looking this morning, this today, this day, the 8th of November 2020, when I look at the people who are not able to join us physically here today, and I look at the government guideline from the 5th of November, I can imagine that a few people will be saying to themselves, here we go again. Hallelujah. They would be saying to themselves, here we go again. Not only am I going to, for some people, they're going to lose their jobs that they may have just become slightly comfortable again in. Some people, their marriages will be put to the test like never before. I know and I've said to people that, again, you know, when people are locked down together, the challenges of being locked down just from a family perspective in itself alone is something else. Hallelujah. Some people who run their own private businesses, they would say, oh, goodness, the lockdown only just finished and we were coming out. And now here is another challenge. Hallelujah. I want to reassure you today, if you're one of those people, all of us, one of the things Dikina Jay said last week, that as long as you leave, life is like that. You will have days when things will come, things will be stable, things may not be stable. For some, it will be something very minute and for, for, for some other people it would be so big you would think the world has come to an end I can imagine if you're a man or a woman who um your your your, your livelihood is your personal private business and they tell you there's another lockdown and you've got to shut shop I can imagine what you'd be thinking you want to tell your children who are asking you mommy daddy this that and the other And you're feeling that the trials are coming from all over. I want to reassure you this morning, as long, I'm telling you, quote me, as long as there is God, and as long as God sits on the throne, it will come to pass. I say this with shivers in my spirit. I remember Elijah said, he declared, and because of the knowledge and the power of God in him, I want to tell you this morning, I stand as a child of God. And I tell you, because I have been through. As long as there is God, that situation will come to pass. Hallelujah. My message to you is don't give up regardless of what you're going through, regardless of how hard it may seem, don't give up. Hallelujah. Uh, Yesterday and over the last few days, like me, most people would have been following the American elections. And I'm not saying this based on who I prefer or who I don't. But when I started to look at at the life of um, Joe Biden and you look at his history, hallelujah, you look at the losses he experienced, his wife and daughter, then he went and he started to bring up his sons. And then he was, I, 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 was, I was in awe. I just, I, and that's who God is. God will strengthen his word in you. And then they talked about the fact that he will go on a four-hour j- train journey to go home so he could read bedtime stories to his sons. Tragedy struck once his wife, his daughter. Along the line, his son, age 46 thereabout, died again. Joe Biden at that point would have put his head under the sheet and said, it is finished. But hey, as we speak today, I hear him being called the president-elect of the United States of America. That would have taken somebody determining in their heart not to give up. Who are you today? Online or here? The few of us. You've got to determine in your heart, don't give up. If people who don't know Christ can get to the point where they're not giving up, what about you and I? Jesus, I feel I'm one of those. When I have knowledge of things, even if I get money from, you know, maybe completing a form or doing something, I tell the whole world because I want everybody to experience what I've experienced. So I'm one of those, I don't keep, I don't keep good news to myself. And very often I get asked, oh, but uh, shh, it might not be time. I haven't got that in me. I like people to experience what I've experienced. And I could tell you, for the word of God I'm sharing this morning, I want you to experience what I have experienced. Joe Biden didn't give up. When I looked at Abraham Lincoln as well, did you know how many times he tried? before he became the 16th president? Amen. And I, 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 I like, as I said, I like to go to the Bible. I like to acknowledge what the Bible says. I like to know what God is telling us. And, 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 and if, as children of God, if you don't have your foundation in the word of God, it may be difficult. And that's why I'm encouraging you today. And I will encourage you as as part of this sermon on things that you need to do. But do not give up because God, God will, if you give up on God, what have you got? It's finished. You're finished. You're completely, I feel like I want to laugh. If I haven't got God, I've got nothing. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles to James 1.12. Because for me as well as trying to encourage you, I want to keep it real. I am. I, I like to keep it real, hallelujah. But let's look at what the Bible said. In James chapter 1, verse 12, amen. My Bible says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast on the trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. What does this simply mean? Now, when you look at the word steadfast, it means to be determined to be determined, to hold on, to hold on, to be steadfast. Hallelujah. And when we look at the challenge I'm talking about, it is the trials of life that Dick Jay was talking to us last week. Those trials, those things that will come, those things that will come, be it the death of Joe Biden's wife and daughter, those things that will come and push you. Imagine anybody surviving that. Last week, I had some bad news within the family. And I I, I was saying to one of my brothers and I spoke, I said, I'm so glad I'd just eaten because I don't think I would have been able to eat after the news I heard. We had lost a family member, but it, it, it was not, you couldn't comprehend. Hallelujah. Unless death, you know, takes you away from, I, I just can't imagine. I just can't imagine. The trials that people go through, But when you've got God, you've got everything. So the Bible says, blessed. So there's blessing in being determined. Hey, if you're out there and you're about to give up, you're about to lose your blessings. The Bible is telling you that you are blessed as long as you stay determined. So there is blessing. It's not just the end. But guess what? This motivated me. The Bible says he will receive the crown of life which God has promised to those who love him. Now your crown of life may be that your business is restored. Your crown of life may be that your marriage is restored. Your crown of life may be that your prodigal child is returned. Your crown of life may be that that relationship is restored but it cannot happen unless you're steadfast. Hallelujah. Unless you're steadfast, it cannot happen. Praise God. I want to take some time to acknowledge the fact that, and as I said, this is my personal experience. I believe that, you know, God and the Bible acknowledge the fact that we will go through these things. Amen. I often say to my children, it's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to stay not okay. And sometimes they laugh, but now they understand. So sometimes when people come to me with different things, I say, it's okay, this is life. It's okay if, if everything is not going as it should be. What the issue is, is if you stay in the not okay state, that's when there's a problem. But it's okay. The Bible acknowledges it. If, if, there was, if we didn't have to go through trials, I think God would not even talk about it. God will not encourage us to stay steadfast. One of the difficulties, and I want us to hear it today, is when people are going through um, trials, it is a hard time. It is a hard time. It is a painful time. It is a time that unless you were going through the same trial, you will not understand and it's so interesting that for some people they may be going through life and it looks all rosy and everything is going well and when they see others that are going through trials and challenges they're very readily and very quickly wanting to offer advice and support and all of these kind of things and sometimes that's probably not what the person needs you can go back into your closet and pray for them you know but people offer all sorts and one of the challenges of of the challenge is the fact that when people are offering all of this advice and support it can make you even you know you, you might even recede more into your own cocoon you might decide that actually i don't want to be with brethren i don't want to be and 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 it's okay not to stay in that state but it's one of the feelings and emotions that people go through one of my warning and i say from a personal perspective is that You have to be careful in a state where you're thinking, I don't want to associate with people. I want to hide myself. You have to be careful that you don't miss out on the God sent destiny helpers that God is sending your way for such trials. Hallelujah. Do you hear me? Because it's so easy to decide that you want to go into your own state and you don't want to tell anybody, you want to do your own thing. You may unconsciously, Be pushing back the destiny helpers coming your way. So you need to be sensitive to the spirit and you need to be very careful that you are not pushing away destiny helpers by isolating yourself. And just from a general perspective, I say this because of the times we're going through. Those who have lost their jobs, those who have been followed, whatever the situation, you might actually decide to so isolate yourself that you begin to go through a period of depression. It's dangerous. You might begin to mentally you think I don't want to be with the church. I don't want to be with brethren. I know there were times when I was going through stuff. When I saw a call come through, I'm thinking I don't even I I, I haven't got the strength for a conversation at the moment. Why I'm going through stuff. I don't want anybody to ask me. Amen. I don't want anybody to ask me. But I tell you, the difference was that rather than me then staying in that state by isolating myself and having potentially put yourself in a state of where you then become spiritually, physically, emotionally isolated, it is important that you draw close to God. Hallelujah. And that you seek spiritual support. It's not everybody you need to share your business with. So it's okay. It's okay to decide you don't want to be talking to the world. But actually, you need to make sure that one of the things you're not lacking in is your relationship with God and the spiritual support that you're seeking, either from your pastors, either from people that you know you could trust. Because the state of going through challenge, I can tell you, it will, it will, oh my God, when you hear Joseph's song about um, faith is easy when you're up on the mountain, that is the time that is the time faith becomes your faith is tried to the world and back but if you're not seeking spiritual support if you're not seeking uh, 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 emotional support I tell you you stand at danger and all I can do I can only encourage you to say that you know you as children of God even if those challenges are coming do not count them as defeats One of the things that the word of God, one of my favorite scriptures that has always helped me and that will continue to help me is the fact that I know that his plans for me are plans of good and not of evil to bring me to an expected end. I chew that word. I sit on that word. I hold on to that word. So... Going through a challenge, I am seeing the challenge. It looks bigger than me. The challenge looks like there's no tomorrow. But at the back of my head, ahead of me, all I can see is the fact that God's plans for me are plans of good and not of evil to bring me to an expected end. Which means, regardless of the challenge, my end is good. Hallelujah. I know that the passing through is difficult. I know that because I've been there. Hallelujah. But I know that the end is good. Why? Because I love God and God loves me. Today, I want to encourage you that if you try not to isolate yourself, try to embed yourself in the word of God, try to get those people. If you're encouraged by the testimonies, look for people who have been through and say, how did you do it? How did you do it? Hallelujah. As I said, I've been through and I certainly know I had a particular prayer That I had been praying for over. You see, the thing with challenges is, some challenges are so, you know, you face them today, tomorrow, they're gone. Some you will face for years. Some you will face for months. And in that time, it looks like life is over. I had a particular thing that I had been praying, God, I felt really challenged in my spirit. And I had been praying to God for over three years. I said, God, I'm not even asking for mighty. I'm asking if only I could see a glimpse of. For three years, consistently, day and night, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. And the irony, is a bit like a seed, isn't it? When you plant a seed and it starts getting rotten, you think, oh God, this is it. The irony was, for three years, I prayed and I prayed on my own, in my heart, within my spirit. Name it, I did. And I saw no sign. For those three years, it looked like me. I could tell you there were times when I thought... Uh, My only strength was, God, you know your plans for me. And I know that you don't lie. God doesn't lie. So he will bring his word to fulfillment. And only last week, only after three whole years, only last week, it was like an effortless answer to prayer. Hallelujah. It was like an effortless answer to prayer. When you're praying for something and nobody knows, those who know can relate with what you're saying. Last week, when I stood in church here, if we were in one of those churches where you would roll on the floor from here to there, I would have been rolling and nobody, people would have just thought, oh, she's lost the plot. Hallelujah. People would have thought she's lost the plot. I said, God, if only, only, You can allow just a little and to have a conversation after. I tell you what, you need to battle on your feet, on on your knees. You need to battle on your knees. You need to forget the physical conversations. What I did at first was having those unnecessary communication. If you have a lot of unnecessary communication, there's no outcome. But when you go on your knees and you do all the battling, you do all the fighting, you do all the talking, when it comes to the time. It'll be effortless. Last Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I stood and I had conversations and it was like, yeah, that's fine. And I stood and I could see relationships building. I could see conversations. I could see a soft spirit. I could see that those things that I'd been doing on my knees, that God was just melting hard hats. Who is that person who will overrule the, 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 the plan of God? I stood here and I was, that da- in fact, I probably, because I was, I was so conscious that if I over danced, I would have been noticed. So I probably danced less than I would normally dance anyway. I, I couldn't contain my joy. I couldn't contain my joy. Why? Because I fought on my knees. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you, I'm not boasting. I'm boasting in the Lord. I prayed and the Lord answered. I didn't give up. I had times when I was told church is rubbish. What am I going to do with those silly people? Hallelujah. And in my heart, I said, God, have you given a reprobate mind to some people? What is going on? And willingly, God turned. Hallelujah. God turned. This morning, I want to tell you that God can turn that situation around. God can turn that job around. God can turn that marriage and that finance around. Hallelujah. Whatever it is you're going through. This lockdown, as I said, is a test for families, a test for everyone. The last lockdown in April, I share my story with you. I went through a time of, I think, in my whole life regardless of what I've asked God for, that must have been one of the most challenging times in my life. I went through a challenge in my personal life that got me to the point, and I tell you this today because somebody out there may be going through the same. I got to a point where I will wake up, I'll be crying. I will go to sleep, I'll be crying. I'll be eating my food. I'll be crying over a situation that was going on. And I kept asking myself. And I will be praying. And I had days when I would pray and I will pray and I will pray. I, I felt like my life was just consistently because I was praying. I had nothing. I had no, I told God, I said, I can't even think. I got, and I don't know who's been through that. where you're going through something and you're thinking, I no longer have. And that's why the Bible says, lean not on your own understanding. Don't lean. If you do, you will fail. I had a time when I cried and I cried, I cried. You know, I had what, what, what someone had said to me, "Are you crying?" I went, "No, I've just got you know." And you're you're trying, you know. I don't know who's been through. You're looking with red eye. You're cooking. Your eyes are red. You don't know if it's the steam from the onions or the the food or your situation. And then I had a particular day when I sat down. And I sat with God. I pulled myself to a quiet place. I didn't want attention. And you see, when you're going through a challenge, as I said, sometimes you don't even want people to know because you're at the point where how many times can you tell your story? How many people would you tell the same situation? How many? I sat with God. And when I sat with God, I said to God, I said, God, you've told me that your plans for me are plans of good and not of evil. And I trust your word, but God, how long? I got to the point where I thought, God, how long? And then I started to cry some more. And then I started to cry and I started to laugh. And I heard a still voice say to me, my grace is sufficient for you. Today, I want to tell you that his grace is sufficient for you. And I looked and I started laughing. I was laughing out loud to myself. I said, your grace, and, I, and he said, if, I, if you go through the fires, I'll be with you. If you go through the waters, I'll be with you. And I thought, I don't think I feel it. I th- if, this is, if this is you with me, goodness, what, it will, what will it be without you? What would it be without you? The problem of a challenge is, the challenge knocks you, for example, if it knocks your finances, it knocks your ability to provide for your family. It knocks your relationship with the family. It knocks your relationship with your wife or husband. It knocks your relationship with the children. It knocks the emotional. So even though the trial I was going to was away from this, it was. And, and actually, I, one of the things I said to God, I said, but these things are not even my business. But I am in the middle of all those things. Can you see that? So I was in the middle of things that I had no control of. But I felt the brunt of them all. I felt the brunt. And, and go, when God said, my grace is sufficient for you, I laughed and I laughed. I said, thank you, Jesus. But I said, God, really? Really, Lord? I don't know who's out there today and you're asking, really? Is this your grace? It is his grace. And the Lord started to take me through a few, a few scriptures. I was straight after that conversation with God, after bursting out laughing, I dried my eyes. I cleaned myself. I got myself ready. If you had seen me, you'd have thought I just won an Oscar. I didn't, look, I didn't look like somebody who was buried in a sackcloth, and I said, "Oh, that's what you mean. Because God will give you the grace to go through. But for you, the journey looks like a lifetime. When we look at the life of Paul, you would see it looks a, it looks like a lifetime. How can? So God started to take me through some scriptures. And the reason, you know, I don't bring a laptop. The reason I brought the laptop was I didn't want to miss some of the scriptures. And I didn't want to miss some things. And I'm giving you from my own personal experience. Hallelujah. And he, he started to take me through some scriptures. Random scriptures. And I was writing them down. And I was just chewing them and eating them. And I thought, okay, Lord, I'm waiting. Because I know at the end of this race, you're there. And you know what? Going back to James 1.12, I want that crown. So I'm not going to let anything remove me from that determination. So I went through First Corinthians 9:12, Hallelujah. Amen. I was strengthened by the word of God. I had nothing else. I, I, I couldn't count on anybody. And that's the thing. If you count on man, I sought less of men and more of God. I did. You know, you know, it, as a human being, very often you want to tell Pastor Manasseh, look at what I'm going through. It's so hard. Pastor Eric, do you want to come? They can have, you know, you're calling everybody. Do you want? I thought all of the things I'm doing, they're not even making a difference. The only thing that can make a difference is if you begin to seek more of God. Some people would have thought, oh, Rita doesn't speak to me as often. No, 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 no. I was seeking my father. I dropped less of telling men and more of talking to God. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says, do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, everybody's running. This challenge, we're all going through. Last week we heard, as for life, we all go through them. But only one receives the prize. So run that you may obtain it. If you give up on that situation, how are you going to get the outcome that you've been praying for? When I read this, I purposed in my heart that I will run the race to the end. I looked at every situation that I was praying about. And I said, I knew that I will not let the challenge be a defeat. Because there are times when those challenges may feel like they've broken you down. I knew that I will not let that to be a -a -a. hallelujah. So that was 1 Corinthians 9.24. Amen. Hallelujah. I didn't want to be one of those that will go through and then at the end you've suffered, you've had sleepless nights, you've had all of this turmoil and in the end you got nothing. Hallelujah. Let's very quickly, very quickly look at Galatians 6 9. Amen. Galatians 6 9. Hallelujah. Let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will re- we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. What is that situation? Don't be weary. Keep pressing. Keep pushing. Keep trying. And don't be defeated. The Bible says in the proper time. Hallelujah. In the proper time. That means there is a time to reap. But if you give up, you're never going to get there. You hear stories about people who stand on the edge of a bridge and they're just about to jump. Hallelujah. I'm encouraging you today, regardless of what it is you're praying for, don't give up. For some people, it may be one day. For some people, it may be years. But the word of God has reassured me that you will reap the harvest. It may seem like it's draining and it's so much. But I urge you, brethren, please press on. Please press on, because if you press on, you, if you press on, at the right time, you will reap the fruit of your... Look at that child. You're looking at that child. I cannot tell you how many men of God... I was actually listening to a man of God um this morning, and he said, he I, I don't remember his name. He had said um that his mom was reaping the fruit of all the efforts she put in him, so much so that the mom called him one morning and said, what is going on? What is it you're doing out there that is causing? Apparently, people will knock on his mom's gate and they would say, you're the mother of Pastor Eric. Please take this. Because the more they blessed him, he was becoming like, you know, I don't need. So they started going to his mom. He said the mom stood one day. They knocked on the door and there was a car parked outside. And, and the mom said what? He said, you gave back to that man of God. Please take this. So he, the mom called him and said, what is it? What are you doing? That is causing people to bless me to this level. And he said to his mom, Your role and your business was to give birth to me. The rest of them, you leave it to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But if you give up on that child, if you give up on that marriage, if you give up on that situation, how on earth are you going to reap in the time of life? Hallelujah psalm 37 20, 24 says though he may stumble he will not fall for the lord upholds him with his hand god made me understand that yes we will stumble there will be times when you will even doubt your faith and you will all things will push you but the bible says you know even whether it's in your life in your marriage whatever the situation the bible says god will not allow us to be defeated You may be challenged, but you will not be defeated. He upholds us. He's there. He's the one who carries you. When God is telling me, My grace is sufficient for for you, I'm looking, I'm thinking, Does that mean if I didn't have this grace, I would have been a mad woman on the streets? Hallelujah. Think about it. If you really didn't have the grace of God, and this is me going through, I'm feeling like, Oh my God, it's over. What would I look like if I didn't have His grace? I would be ripping my hair off. Hallelujah. Amen. So I want to encourage you today saying his grace is sufficient for you. And as I share my testimony and tell you that God brought me through, God has been answering, God will continue to answer, God will ensure because he's told me that I'm a victor, not a victim. Hallelujah. I want to tell you that the same applies to you. But for today, I want us to also look at the determination that comes with holding steadfast. When you are steadfast, what will happen at the end? And actually, there are people in the Bible, I've looked, I've searched. I can tell you, I can just begin to quote those who have been steadfast. Those, because I was looking for some strength. I was looking to learn from other people's experiences. You might look at this, 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 this relationship and you're asking yourself, it, it looks hopeless. Hallelujah. And it may look hopeless. But I want to tell you the God of hope has arrived today the God of hope is dealing with that situation the God of hope is turning things around for you this morning hallelujah let us turn our Bibles to Genesis 26 18 to 22 I want to see you I want I want us not from my mouth but to see from the Bible what it takes and what you will reap when you when you when you press on when you press on when you press on and you don't give up hallelujah very quickly soon I'm going to talk us through some processes but actually, when you press on, what is at the end? And that's what God is saying to us. Now, um, uh, Genesis 26, 18 to 22. My Bible says, and I want you to count. Because sometimes people, I, I, I struggle with those who don't try. I'm, I'm the kind of person, if you tell me this water, this, this is a tap and it's broken. I don't just take the word it's broken. I will try. And I will try, and I will try, and I will try. And I I could see my my children very often. They'll say, wow, mom, you don't give up, do you? I don't like giving up. And I know there are some people whose first attempt, oh, it's not working, and that's it. I'm not, I will say, why don't you ask Dick and Why don't you ask Pastor? Why don't you, I will try everything until, hallelujah. So I want us to count the digging of this well as we go along. The Bible says, Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug now he reopened, which, which means for number one, he reopened. So a well had been dug. He reopened. in the time, A well that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham died. And he gave them the same names his father had given them. So he tried to reopen them once. Amen. Verse 19. Isaac, so when, oh, there. So he gave, uh, fine, let's, yeah, are we there? All right. Brilliant. So Isaac's servants dog in the valley and discovered a fresh well water there. So they dog again. In my counting, that's two. Good. Now it says, but the herders of Gera quarreled with those of Isaac and said, the water is ours. So he named it Essek because they disputed with him. Now that's twice, right? But listen to this. They quarreled with him. They quarreled with the servants and they got in the way. So I can only imagine having dog and dog and and you've been sweating and digging and trying so hard. Somebody from nowhere comes to you and tells you, can you stop? This is our well. Can you imagine how Isaac's men would have felt? They would have been saying, this thing I invested in all my life. This child that I've all my life from when you were little, all I've done is investing you suddenly. This marriage, this job, my career, I went to uni. After how many years of being a master and obtaining my doctorate, now you've taken this job away from me. I can imagine that they must have been thinking about the effort and the time put in. But guess what? They didn't stop there. Hallelujah. The Bible said, then they dug another well. Three So they did the first, they got stopped, the challenges, the trials came, they stopped. They did the second, they stopped. The Bible says in 21, then they dug another well. But yet again, hallelujah, they quarreled over that one also. What is it? First lockdown, second lockdown. Ah! You'll be asking yourself, how many more times can a man take? Hallelujah. And said, They quarreled over that one also. So he named it Sitna. He moved on from there. Hallelujah. I love that. He did not stay there. Who are you today that you're thinking, I am now going to give up because I have tried and I have tried and I have tried and I have tried. Isaac and his men, the Bible tells me that they didn't stop there. The Bible says he moved on. It is time to move. Hallelujah. Whatever your situation is, it is time to move. You may have dogged your first well. You may have dug your second. You may have dogged your third. The Bible says he moved on from there and dug another. Hey, guess what? Hallelujah. The Bible tells me and no one quarreled over it. There is a time of life when that challenge will come to an end. I tell you, there's a time when no one will quarrel. There's a time when that challenge, you will look and you will say, is it me? Last Sunday, I only saw a glimpse of one of the challenges, but I knew in my spirit. I knew that God was doing something. I knew in my spirit. The Bible says, no one quarreled over it. And he named it Rehoboth, saying, now the Lord has given us room. And we will flourish in the land. You will flourish in that aspect of your life today. Whatever you are going through, whatever the challenge is, whether as a result of the COVID-19 or just as a general challenge, I tell you today, may you find strength to to dig your re-hole birth today in the name of Jesus. If you've been digging and all you found is Essek, all you found is Sitna, today I want to tell you that you need to move so that God can enable you to dig deep and find your Rehoboth today. Hallelujah. They dog, not once, not the fourth time. Please don't give up. I'm begging you, whoever you are, don't give up. You may have tried once. You've talked to that person. You've built that relationship. You've done this, that, and the other. It took Isaac and his men trying four times. And the Bible said, now the Lord has given us room and we will flourish in the land. You will flourish in that situation today. You will flourish. Ask God to give you the strength to find your rehoboth, and so that you can dig deep. Sometimes you need to sweat. Sometimes we're too complacent. Pastor Eric said at the start that even with church, you know, we've taken it for granted. And now, and it's, it's true. I remember with the first lockdown. When we were coming in little cohorts back to church, some people said, you didn't let me, you didn't let me, you didn't let me. But actually, some of us, maybe in those days, some didn't even come to church anyway. But the fact that the the, the restriction is in place, it becomes an issue. Hallelujah. Amen. Even with the, the shops, you know, when you see people queuing up, things that you didn't naturally need, suddenly you begin to need them. Exactly. You begin to need them and it becomes a desperation. It becomes a desperation. I'm praying in the name of Jesus today that you're not going to wait till the time of desperation before you begin to dig deep into your Rehoboth. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I've got a few tips, as I said, that I want to share with us today. When I look at the life of Isaac and I look at the determination there, I'm grateful to God because I say to God, God, give me the strength. If I've dug once and I don't feel, God, enable me. And the only way you can be enabled and the way you can Function and get to the point where you can flourish is one. There's so many, but a few that I, I highlighted because they saw me through. One is to seek strength from the word of God and fight back. Hallelujah. Seek strength from the word of God and fight back. Hallelujah. When you seek strength from the word of God, that is you going down in prayer. That's you going down in the word of God. And if you imagine, imagine the scientific people, Fifi all those who are good with science. When you put prayer plus the word of God, it's power. It will explode. Prayer plus the word of God. It will explode. Who are you to stand in the way? Who are you? Who are you? What is that situation? I tell you. I cried in prayer. I cried. You know, when I'm saying I'm crying, I'm not just crying. Ooh, boo, boo. I am crying to my father. I cried in prayer. The, there's power in the word of God and his promises. Hallelujah. If you put together the prayer and the word, it's an explosive weapon. Hallelujah. It is an explosive weapon that no man can withstand. No situation can withstand. That is when you've seen the outcome of your p- prayer and the word of God. When they come to being, I tell you, at that point, you know, when you're overwhelmed with the, 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 the work of God, you can't even move. You can't even move. You're in awe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want us to know that we need to seek strength. When God reassured me that his grace was sufficient for me and that he was with me, whatever I went through, I stood on his word. Hallelujah. I built myself in the word of God. I grew closer to God. As I said to you, I moved away from man. I moved away from seeking affirmation or seeking condolences or seeking sympathy from man. I knew that the only way I could come out was to seek more of God. Hallelujah. Like David, I knew again that I had to fight. Imagine, hey, something you've invested your whole time, your whole life. And you know what? Many, many, I don't know how many years ago, months or whenever, Pastor Dele was preaching once and he had said this. And it's something I often say. When he said it, I thought, oh, it's not just me. The devil will attack those things that are most precious to you. Hallelujah. He will attack those areas that you are precious about. And so imagine if I, as just a human being, am precious about some aspects of my life and the devil is trying to mess around with it. Think about a chicken, a mother hen. You want to touch the children around her? You want to touch the situation around her? You need to get up like David, fight and fight well. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me tell you, look at this. I'm not going to go into details, but if you look at the story of David, David, his wife, his children, they were taken into captivity. His house was burnt. Everything. What? Oh my goodness. What more can a man withstand? Imagine, imagine they take your wife, your children, they burn your house. You're like a wounded lion. Hallelujah. David was like a wounded lion. And you know what he did? He didn't just go of his own accord. He sought God. He sought God. If you don't seek God, you will shoot and you will shoot aimlessly. He did not sit down. He sought God, but he didn't sit with his arms folded. I can tell you I was like a David. I was not going to take it lying down. Hallelujah. I was not going to take it. I came to get... Listen. I I when I when I started to fight back I tell you what I told the devil I said I haven't come to negotiate with you You need to get to the point where you're saying to the devil I haven't come to negotiate with you I haven't come to set a contract with you I haven't come to collaborate with you Hallelujah You need to look at the devil and say listen I came to dominate I came to retaliate I came to take back what is mine Give me my stuff I stood and I said, give me my stuff. Take your hands off, devil. You're a loser. The Bible tells me that I'm a winner. The Bible tells me that I'm victorious. Who are you? I did not come. I and I was I, I, Listen, when I'm speaking in the quiet of my time, I'm speaking like it's there. I said, devil, I came to get my stuff. I came to retaliate. You came with the things of life. You came with the distractions. You came with all of those things. But I come in the name of the Lord. I know it is time to take my stuff. I came to get it. Look, I, you have to get to the point where you are violent in the spirit. You have to, you can't, how can you? I've worked all my life, I've lived. I've all, I've, all I've wanted to do was to, to ensure that at the end of the day, I wear the crown. You wanna come and take the crown from my head, I will get you. Hallelujah. I got to the point with the devil where I said, I'm not negotiating. I'm not collaborating. I'm not signing agreement, I am dominating. I am taking back my stuff. Enough is enough. You need to, and you have to be able to get the strength from the word of God to know who you are. Hallelujah. The Bible tells me in 1 Samuel 31 to 6, it says, then David and the people that were with him, they lifted their voice and they wept until they had no more power to weep but they did not allow themselves to be defeated the bible says they fought and they fought well we need to fight and we need to fight well hallelujah hey look at that and we will be fruitful in the land hallelujah first samuel 31 to 6 hallelujah amen but we're not going to go into all of that but they 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 looked And when they wept, I know what it feels like. I don't know about you, but I know what it feels like to weep until you got no tears. But then are you going to stay in a state of weeping or are you going to fight? Today, I want to encourage you. When you add the prayer, you add the word of God, you will have the strength to stand before the devil, to stand before that situation and say, give me back what is mine. That is when you're not staying defeated. The Bible comes, the the, the devil, the Bible tells me that the devil comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. Hey, so he has a plan. If he's stolen what is yours and that's how you feel, you need to go back. Do not negotiate with the devil. He's a thief. He's a liar from hell. He will not, he will deceive you. If you negotiate with him, he will come back and bite you in the back. You need to come with the armor of God and come prepared. After you've fought in the spirit, you can stand in the physical, and you can rejoice, and you can stand, and you can roll, and you can shout, and you can look at that mountain before you and say, hey, mountain, who are you? Hallelujah. Amen. The other thing I looked at that strengthened me through this time, and I want to encourage us, whether the first lockdown, second lockdown, or just life in general, is that you need to trust God and put your faith in him. As I said earlier, I'm reminded of that song. If Auntie Josie was here, I probably would have asked her to start singing that song. It says, faith is easy when you're up on the mountain. I can tell you, I can tell you when you're in the middle of that challenge, faith ain't easy. Faith is not easy. But unless if you put your faith in man or you put your faith in yourself, that's where you will face a challenge. But if you put your faith in God, you will pull through. Now, look at the life of Paul. Imagine Paul when Paul was in prison. Hallelujah. He couldn't carry on with his ministry. Imagine Paul in prison. All you want to do is to go and shout and declare the Word of God, and then you're stuck in prison. That challenge, that trial, your cage. you know the trials they can cage you emotionally and physically and you and you feel so helpless. but Paul, hallelujah, Paul was in this and 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 for Paul, it must have been very difficult to look at it. He must have had you know. To see that he couldn't possibly do all that God wanted him to be doing at that time. Yet, as always, god he knew that God was working things out for his good. And it was Paul himself, hallelujah, who wrote one of the, my favorite verses in the Bible. Hallelujah. Paul said, we know that, th- that in all things, God works for good to those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Romans 8.28. Hallelujah. See, Somebody going through the trials. Somebody going through the deepest, deepest trials. He's in prison. Everything else is on hold. He can no longer share the word. He can no longer do what the ministry. Are you here today? Your ministry is being tried. Hallelujah. Things have been tried around you. The same person. He did not put his faith in anybody. He said in in Romans 8.22, we know that all things, not some. Hey, how can you be in the middle of a trial? I would have thought, actually, while you're under trial, you say some things because now I'm in prison. It's not working out quite well. But no, Paul himself, who was going through it all, he said, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God. Those who are called according to his purpose. You have to know that you're called according to his purpose. Because if you don't know, this doesn't apply to you. If you're listening to this message today. Hallelujah. He said, all things, I want to tell you this morning, and I want to decree and declare that all things will work together for your own good because you love God. That situation will work. Is there a delay with a situation? It will come to pass and it will be for good because his plans for you are of good. If Paul, whose faith was tried, his ministry, all that he wanted to do was being held back. But he, in the middle of that, he declared, you need to declare the word of God. You need to declare the word of God. Hallelujah. I want to encourage us again. Another thing that I did, and this is a a round of shortly. Another thing was you need to establish who you are in Christ. Ha, Jesus, it is so important. It is even more important than anything that you need to, you cannot see yourself as a victory if you don't know who you are in Christ. If the defeat is coming your way and you don't know who you are in Christ, if you don't know that you are God's friend and God's child, you're not going to pull through. You will see yourself as a failure. Hallelujah. The Bible says, and they conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they loved not their lives even unto death. Hallelujah. If you don't know the word of the lamb, if you don't know that word, If you don't know the testimony that God has placed for you, if you don't know what the Bible says, hallelujah, the word of God says, but thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. If you don't know that Jesus gives you victory, how are you going to claim it? Hallelujah. How are you going to claim that victory? You need to know the word of God. You need to be able to declare. Look at Jesus when he was going through the trials and temptations with the devil. Every time the devil threw one, God, Jesus had a word back. If you don't know the word, you're not going to succeed. You need to know who you are in Christ. And I want to declare this morning, we have his mighty power working in us. As children of God, we have his. So it's not even us. It is do not. Don't, don't worry about your own strength. When you're going through these things, don't try. Ah, I could tell you, I knew like, 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 you know, like when you pick a baby who's not well and they just become like fluff. I had days where I was like fluff to my own self. And if it was not for God. So you need to know that we have his mighty power. It was his power working in me that sustained me. We are more than conquerors, the Bible says. We are overcomers in this life because he has overcome and our lives are heeding with Christ in God. Jesus, that's the only way you can survive if you know that you are an overcomer. If I walk to somebody who does not even know what the word of a comma means, and I say, don't worry, you're going through the situation, brother, you're an of a comma. They would look at me and it would mean nothing to them. Hallelujah. But if you as a child of God, you know that you are an of a comma and you chew it and you eat it and you breathe it, you will walk it and it will come to pass. Hallelujah. No enemy, no obstacle, nothing can touch our souls as long as we know who we are in Christ. When we've been set Free by the blood of Jesus Christ and the power of his sacrifice of death on the cross. Who can stand against us? Hallelujah. Who can stand against us when we live a victorious life? And we know because we're looking at the word of God and we're mixing the prayer and the word and we're having the power. When you live that victorious life, I can tell you today, no demon or darkness can ever separate us from the love of God. No situation, not even the coronavirus. Amen. When you look at the reasons why people should fold their hands and do nothing, as a church, we easily could have been challenged and said, you know what, we'll just resort to, let's just, yeah, it's over. Hallelujah. But we know that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Hallelujah. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. I know, as I said, the, Bible's, uh, the dev- devil's plan is to kill, to steal, to destroy, to destroy and bring people down. But I want to encourage us today that whatever the situation, whatever you're going through, whatever the obstacle is, knowing who you are in Christ will make you walk like a victorious person. Knowing who you are in Christ will give you the determination to be able to go back and face the devil and say, give me back. Hallelujah. So I wanna to talk to us today and I just wanna round off by, just taking us very quickly to 2 Chronicles 15:7. Hallelujah. I told you I came with this only because I had so many verses to, to do and they strengthened me and I will be selfish not to share. Hallelujah. 2 Chronicles. So listen, for me now, if you're sitting here or you're watching and following us and participating online, I want to tell you, that situation, if it has come and you think the devil has come and you feel defeated, those challenges almost begin to seem like, actually, this is not a challenge, but this is. Now, listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says, but you, today I'm speaking to you. Hallelujah. I spoke to myself. I acknowledge the word. The Bible says, but as for you, this message is for you today. The Bible says, do not let your hands be weak. I am pleading. I am begging because I've been there. And I know that if you don't let your hands be weak and you hold steadfast, the Bible says, for your work shall be rewarded. Hallelujah. That marriage, I'm telling you today, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, that marriage will take shape. Hallelujah. That job will fall in place. That graduation will come to pass. That relationship will come together regardless regardless as long as you're standing in the word of God the financial challenge you're going through like like Isaac you've dug her one two three four and actually even if after Isaac stopped at four and began to see the flourishing and the good of what he had done you've had to dig till 20 don't worry hallelujah if you need to dig till number 20 dig hallelujah dig 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 that child will return home Hallelujah. That situation will return home. And I tell you, not only will they come, they will come under the authority of God. So don't be tired. Don't be tired. Hard as it may seem, it will work together for good. I have stood on that word, that all things, not some things, all things work together for good, for those that love God according to his purpose. So if you're feeling like you've got to give up, if you're this morning and you're that person who is at the edge of the cliff, and you're just thinking, how long? I asked God, I'm not lying to you. How long? Because it may feel so hard. I want to tell you, your miracle is on the way. I want to tell you, God's answer for that prayer is on the way. Do not give up. It might be a challenge. Life comes with challenges. Even for babies, a baby learning to walk, for them, that's a challenge. They take one step, they fall. They take another, they fall. But they don't give up. They get up and they go. Hallelujah. This morning, I want to tell you, that challenge is not your defeat. If you're here today, you're listening, you're participating, I want to encourage you to hold on to the word of God. I want to encourage you to seek more of God and less of man because he will give you the word that will take you through. Don't give up. The challenge is not your defeat. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Father, we just thank you. We exalt you. We thank you for your word. We thank you because Lord Jesus, oh God, you've made us know that there is power in your word. I want us to just begin to commit our brethren, all those that may be going through something, we may not know as a church, even as a nation the nation is going through something I want to tell you that coronavirus in itself it's a challenge, the financial situation of Great Britain is being challenged people's jobs, people's situation I want us to pray for this nation that whatever we're praying, whatever we're going through, that we will not be defeated we will come out victorious because there are Christians praying, Father we thank you oh God, we thank you for your word we thank you oh God, that regardless of what the enemy has done, Father no thing will separate us from the love of God children of God will continue to worship father your name will continue to be proclaimed oh God we give you all the glory we say strengthen us Lord oh God give us oh God help us to be determined oh God help us to be steadfast in your word oh God in the mighty name of Jesus father we exalt your name we say be exalted Lord be glorified be magnified for in Jesus precious name we've prayed hallelujah amen amen